Lexapro. Running low, Lexapro. Had to hit the CVS for refills. My homie probably do it for a couple pills. I tried to show him. Try to show him. Oh yeah. Off the cuff. We back, episode 19. We talking about loneliness today, dog. How to deal with loneliness. Young Flame on Electric Pro. Made this here with 20 millis in my blood. Oh my gosh, I gotta go and hurry up. CVS got no insurance, that's a boot. I said how much and they told me, give me the loot, give me the loot. Author Remy, I got some juice. Hit the low off to get the proof. Everybody knows me from the looch. Had to get me some Lexapros. No, I'm just kidding. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode... 19 of off the cuff um catch you up with me as i usually do in the beginning of these episodes um i had to take silvio to the vet today because he had explosive projectile diarrhea um so let me tell you what that means um what that means is silvio's poop came shooting out of his anus as if it were some sort of submarine-type-esque missile um, that tends to uh, splatter. Uh, he splattered our kitchen wall. Um, he splattered um, on Selena's clothes, which I had to wash. Um, and I didn't know what was going on with him. I was very, very anxious um, and very, very tense the entire time because... The first thing my head goes to, I was like, oh, my God, like, the dog's dying. Like, I don't know, like, the midway point where it's like, oh, like, no, it's fine. Like, you know, we'll go, we'll, we'll check it out and it'll be fine. But this one, I was like, oh, that's it. He's, he's going to die. And I said, if this dog dies, I'll never be able, I won't be able to live with myself ever again. But, uh, took him over to the, um, uh, to the vet. And uh, he has, like, this thing called uh, Giardia, which is, like, very easy to deal with. Like, they put him on a, a couple medications, and he's all right. It causes, like, a lot of dehydration, though. He wasn't vomiting, but, you know, they think it was Giardia. They're still waiting for the test. I don't want to say he has it, but, you know, I was freaking out for a while. Um, and I just remember because I got so stressed out because I'm in New York by myself, just me and the dog. Uh, Selena's visiting her family in Florida and it's been a long time since I've been solely by myself. So I can't lie. Like I've been extremely lonely. Like I have, I, but I think I just ha- tend to have a lonely personality. Like I, I tend to feel much better when I'm surrounded by, you know, loved ones or just surrounded by people in general. But like, it's been a week and I've been living on my own. Here's the one thing I'll say, 
but it won't be the one thing I say. It'll be multiple things that I say. But here's the one thing that I say is I've never realized how much you have to do when you're by yourself. And I have all of these things to do things for me. You know, there's a dry cleaner downstairs. Uh, I could get someone to come and clean the place. I could do that. But I told myself, no. This time, we are going to push ourselves to the limit. We are going to do all of the thing, uh, the, the things, these things ourselves. So, I did the laundry. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you how this ties into loneliness in a bit. I did all of these things by myself, right? I did the laundry. I mopped the floor. I cleaned up the, the, the explosive diarrhea. I did the dishes. Well, enough to put them into the dishwasher. I uh, swept. And then uh, I have a Roomba, so I got my Roomba to do his thing. Shout out uh, Orlando Roomba. That's my dog. Everybody knows that sound. Um, and for me... I realized when I was doing these things, it actually helped take my mind off that I was actually lonely and stressed out. Um, Silvio has been a little bit of a handful, and so that stresses me out. But I've realized if I've been actually partaking in these little small, like minute tasks, it's actually helped my mind be able to focus on something else other than being lonely, if that makes any sense. Um, also, like, I had a... The first couple days, I was okay. I was just like, yeah, you know, she'll be gone for a couple days. But then, like, snow came and, like, a whole bunch of stuff. So she wasn't able to, like, get back. She's still not back, but... She went out for a pack of cigarettes and never came back. Um... And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. So I surprised myself, but the the thing that I, that I've been having a hard time dealing with is like the downtime, you know, like when I'm like laying down or I'm just like, you know, in idling, you know, my phone screen time is way up. Um, but I've just been trying to keep myself busy, but in New York, not everything is open and you know, my family lives close, but like they're older and they're taking COVID very seriously. So, you know, as one should, and I have as well, trying not to go out that much myself. Uh, I think I definitely have a little bit of like cabin fever for sure. Um, and thankfully Silvio has been here, but God, it's been rough. You know, I've been taking him out like seven or eight times a day and he still finds time to like pee and I'm like, please, like, what do I do? What do I do? There was, there was a, there was one day where he peed on the floor, and I just looked at it and just went right back on my phone. Like I couldn't believe that he peed. I took him out like an hour before. Because I feel like as humans, we are not scientifically built to be by ourselves. Some people are like, dude, like I love being by myself, and there are times where I actually do love being by myself. Like I enjoy the shit out of it. Um. But it's a fine line. It's like, you know, I can't do whatever I want. Um, the other thing is I wanted to go down to Florida, but they have like a ban on emotional support animals now, which is bullshit uh, for on airplanes. Um, 
he would have to be in a carrier or I would have to put him under the plane. And I'm not trying to put him under the plane. That, like, traumatizes me. I'll be worried the whole time, like, is my dog alive while I'm on the plane? I Like, that type of shit I can't handle. So, like, all of this has just kind of just, like, uh, I guess blown up today inside me. That, like, I wonder if we learn, like, loneliness is, like, learned or it's in our DNA as human beings. Because... As humans, like I said before, we're not made to be on our own. It's just not how it works. Scientifically, it's not how it works. Now, other people are better at handling it than others. For me, if I didn't have shows like this and, uh, you know, the Little Priority Podcast, like, thankfully, I got to see my brother, like, twice in two weeks and, like, get out of the house. Like, you know, it's like even when I take Silvio for walks and stuff, it's hard for me to, it's like, oh, it's the same, like, walk. Like, I've seen that dog before. It's like I'm living in Groundhog Day. And if I'm going to do Groundhog Day, I'd rather do it with other people, you know? So, you know, then me, I start researching loneliness, like what actually causes it and why is it, what happens. There are actually studies that loneliness can lead to, and not cause, but it could actually add to someone's chances of getting Alzheimer's. Which I found very, 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 very interesting. I never knew, because like, you know, they say like stress can cause illness, and that I get, you know what I mean? But if you loop in things like stress, depression, loneliness, all together, all of these things that start within our brains can actually cause physical damage. So now I'm like diving down this fucking rabbit hole of like, all right, what's this do? What's this do? What's this do? I've always heard the ones about depression and I've always heard, you know, about stress, but I never knew about loneliness that there's actually scientific studies that say that loneliness can lead to Alzheimer's. That right there proves to me that human interaction is probably one of the most important things that a human being can have. Now, I still get nervous as fuck when my phone rings. That, I still get nervous. That's not the type of human interaction I'm talking about. The interaction that I'm talking about is face-to-face time. And I think many people through this entire pandemic have been struggling, not only just like depression, you know, like people are losing their jobs and, and small businesses are closing and people are getting sick and people are passing away. But it's like actual loneliness, like on some like, yo, I'm just lonely. And it's sad to think about, but like people are are literally just lonely in this time right now, which is crazy to think about. You know? So I was like, all right, so for something new that I'm feeling, uh, I, ha- I was like, you know, I have to use something different than like my usual routine of like self-care and things like that. So the minute task helped. But what I actually stumbled upon, I've, I've, I've dabbled in the past for sure. But um, a, a big inspiration of mine and like a huge like uh, I'm a huge fan of the show Twin Peaks. Right. And I love David Lynch as a, as a director and like as an artist. And he's very big in the transcendental uh, meditation, which is meditation with like no music or like mantras and stuff. And it's kind of just like sitting. 
So the idle time that was actually causing me to have loneliness and, and sadness for sure. And, and stress and depression. I've kind of, I haven't mastered it, but like I've kind of learned a way to kind of deal with that while using, uh, Transcendental Meditation. Where's my phone? Because I want to read the actual... Here we go. I want to read the actual definition. Uh, but it's very interesting. I mean, maybe a part of me is, like, super into it because, you know, uh, David Lynch is into it. If you haven't checked out the show Twin Peaks, it's super fucking weird. But that show makes you think. And I actually started rewatching it again because it helps me think about, like, more stuff than just what's going on in my head. Um. So it's like, here's the definition on Wikipedia, right? Transcendental, I always have hard times with these words. Transcendental meditation, say I can't talk, dude, is a specific form of silent uh, mantra meditation, organizations that uh, constitute the transcendental meditation movement, okay? It was created by Maharishi Mahish Yogi, Um. He created and introduced the TM uh, technique and TM movement in India in the mid-1950s. So this has been around for a long, long time, all right? So this is the, the technique uh, that is, like, the base technique for TM. I feel weird saying TM because it's, like, trademark, but it also sounds like BM. That's the joke. Uh, the meditation practice involves the use of a silently used mantra for 15 to 20 minutes twice per day while sitting with the eyes closed. So I've been around 10 minutes. I haven't been able to get to 20 because my mind is so fucking annoying. But like I've been trying to do 10 minutes as soon as I wake up and 10 minutes before bed because a lot of times like I'll put guided meditation on and it puts me to sleep. You know, like I'll get comfortable and I'll actually go to sleep and I'll wake up like, yo, where the hell am I? Um, is reported to be one of the most wi- uh, widely practiced and among the most widely researched meditation techniques with hundreds of published research studies. The technique is made available worldwide by certified TM teachers. That's just a funny thing to me. Uh, in a seven-step course. Now, I, myself, when I was reading uh, the definition last night, here's like the thing. I like to take stuff and make it my own. Because I feel like everyone is different. I might be cheating. I might be finagling. But like, you know, like seven courses. I'm sure if I took the seven courses, I would go to like another planet. But a part of me is like, I just like to borrow stuff and make it my own. In all kinds of things of life. You know what I mean? Whether it's style, whether it's, you know, music, whether it's um, art, you know? So, like, why not with this, with meditation? Because I feel things like meditation, especially people that are looking for um, something besides medication to deal with their, um, you know, their, their mental health, you know, I highly recommend TM. It's been a challenge for me. It really has. Like, I, I never want to come on this show and be like, yo, like, I'm this, I'm this, I'm that, I'm, I'm, I'm mad good at TM. You know, but I'm learning. It's actually given me something to learn, and it's actually helped me with the lone with the loneliness. It's helped me get more focused on task, because I think as humans, we need task to 
to get us through the day. We need our minds to be active on other things because if it's not, we're our own, our own worst enemies. I'll say that again. We are our own worst enemies when it comes to our mental health. It's really the truth because the things that we can manufacture with our mind are limitless and they are powerful and they can affect your physical health, you know? And I'm already a hard person to deal with in everyday life. I'm just a pain in the ass. I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm less anxious as I used to be, but I, but I still am. And, and, and what I've come to realize over the last year or so is that this is going to be something that I struggle with for the rest of my entire life. But that's okay. The quicker and sooner we understand that this is a lifelong journey for us. Life is long, dude. Life is long. So if we figure out how to fix this when we're young and try at least to soften the blow of what this does to us on a daily basis, you can't lose. You know, I, I, I actually attribute it to like people that make fun of people who try to go after their goals and laugh at them because they fail. They didn't fail. When it when is when is trying something and having it not work out failing? It takes balls to try shit. It does. Big ones. And I haven't had those until this year. So, you know, people don't give themselves enough credit for trying. We, we, we are our own worst enemies. No one is a bigger critic on ourselves than us. That's just how the world works, sadly, in the Western world at least. I just always look at myself as somebody who at one point thinks that he'll know everything because I want to, but am I willing to put the work in? You know, whether it's exercise, whether it's... Uh, financial uh, strategy, whether it's relationships, you need to be willing to work. And this is stuff that I had to learn. Like, all right, I'm willing to work. Because as a kid, I was afraid to fail. Let's say that. With school, you know, teachers would always tell me, oh, you're a smart guy. You're a smart guy. What's going on with you? I was afraid that people would laugh at me. And now what do I do for a living? I help people and I make people laugh. You know? This is this is the world we live in where we are afraid of ourselves. You know, um I listened to a uh, a motivational speaker, uh Chris Heron. He was a basketball player. Played at Boston College, got drafted by the Celtics. Uh, he was a heroin addict. He was a he was just an addict the entire time. And um, he said at the end of uh, the speech that he used to take his toothbrush into the bathtub when he would shower and brush his teeth in the shower. And and you know I'm listening to him say that I'm like all right I kind of do that. He goes the reason that I did it was I was afraid to look at myself in the mirror which kind of blew me away. In that moment, I was like, whoa, that's, that's pretty powerful stuff. And he said that he unconsciously 
started brushing his teeth in the mirror after, you know, and, you know, he tells these, look up Chris Heron. Chris Heron is, is an amazing story. It's a, it's a great story. Um, I would love to have him on the show. So if anybody that's listening knows Chris Heron, let's get him on the show. Um, and a part of me was like, you know what? I really do love brushing my teeth in the shower, but I'm going to try it for like a week. I like to look in the mirror. And the mirror is a scary fucking place. It really is. It holds all your imperfections, your perfections. If if we have any, I think imperfections are perfect, but you know what I'm trying to get a, get across here? Being able to see what the rest of the world sees or what you think they see is scary. And this is why people don't put themselves out there because they are afraid to be judged. They would rather be lonely than be judged. It's a crazy, crazy thing, you know? Like, I look at a lot of, you know, listen, the stuff that we take in on Instagram, it's very easy to feel like we do have, like, a support system, and that's true, but we need real ones, real humans, real human interaction, you know, as I'm saying this through a podcast, I'm telling you, getting to know people on a personal level and actually putting yourself out there for people to understand who you are as a person, but have to look them in the eye makes it completely different. Telling somebody you 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 hurt them over text is one thing. Looking them in their face is not an easy thing to do. And trust me, I know from experience. At some point in your life, you're going to have to say, I've had enough of myself. It's just what we need to do as people to move forward. To grow. To understand who we are as a person. That was my phone. Sorry. To really understand who we are. And I'm saying this all in a prison mic shirt. Shout out to Fomer Simpson. A lot of people don't really get where they want to get. It's because of us, ourselves. It's not other people. Now, we might blame other people, but there's a bigger reason for why we're not doing things. There's a bigger reason, whether it's mistakes we made, whether it's you know not trusting in ourselves, but a lot of it has to deal with us. And people would always say, like, listen, dude, you could do whatever you want to do. And I used to think that was bullshit, but that shit is true. Now, are all of us going to be, you know, uh, the the next Lady Gaga? I think I'm going to be. But odds are, it's going to be tough. But you could fall into something. That's why I pursue these pursue these careers. Pursue them. Have a backup plan from time to time. Backup plans are nice. But pursue these things. Because if you don't make it to this, I don't know why I said Lady Gaga. I think I saw her her meme like uh, at the Super Bowl, like jumping off of the shit, which is hilarious. But 
think about that. You don't know who you'll meet. You don't know who you'll come in contact with. You don't know what you'll fall into along the way. You might be someone that wanted to, you know, I'm just staying in the music realm, that wanted to be a star, but maybe you're better writing, you know? Trying to do something and landing in a different spot, there's no problem with that. Only if you're happy with that spot. Stop beating yourself up, man. It's a tough world to live in. The world kicks our ass enough, you know? And then you're, you know, you're going to go home and kick your own ass. A lot of these times on this show, I'm talking to myself. So I need you guys to know that. I'm talking to you, but I'm also talking to myself. Please, no one ever look at me and be like, this guy's got it all figured out. I don't know shit. I know what I've been through, though. I know what I haven't done. I know what I have done. People don't get it until they start to look at themselves. I used to be a very big, you did this to me, you did this to that. I had this done to me and this and that. Then I was just like, you know what? What have I done to fix it, though? Besides complain about it, what have you done to fix it? The world as a whole, it's going to keep on spinning. You know what I mean? So do we want to spend the rest of our time on here just being like, you know, if this person didn't do this to me or if this person didn't do that or if I would have just went out and did this, it would be different. Do it. Do it. You know, and I see people who struggle with, like, post-traumatic stress disorder. And these people have become more of my fucking idols than athletes, than rappers, than actors. You know, hearing some of these stories and being like, dude, this person lives, like, the most normal life that they can. And look how strong this fucking person is. Listen to that story. You know, I I always go back to this one memory that I had of, I was going to community college. And I was like, dude, I don't know how I can get on this bus and do this shit every day. I was like, this is like, this is torture. I'm waking up at like 5 a.m., taking this bus, missing the bus. Sometimes I was like, I don't know how I do this. There was a woman on that bus with two children, one a baby and one like five. I consider a five-year-old a baby. I don't care what anybody says. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe she works for the school, right? Like maybe she's just like, you know, does something in the office. You know, there was like a, there was like a, you know, an older group of people that, went to school there, but for some reason I didn't get this vibe from her. It was like a, like an old Ukrainian lady or something. And I'm walking to my class. It's like the first day of school. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And this woman is in my class with two children who were delightful, by the way. They were delightful. 
I would say that we had a great semester, but I ended up dropping out. So I didn't get to meet the kids that much. I met the kids like five times. And I remember just being like, this woman has put all her pride to the side. Shows up here. I would be embarrassed to bring two kids to a class. I just would. Because you're letting so many people in on like this intimate part of your life. You know what I mean? Like your actual family's coming to fucking school with you. You have to like watch them and then like learn. I was like, yo, this woman is a superhero. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Now, at that time, I wish I had the fortitude mentally to understand what I was seeing. It took me years till after that. Like, in the beginning, it was like, yo, like, some fucking, like, mom in our class? What the fuck? If I had the mental fortitude that I do now to see that, that shit would have inspired the shit out of me. That woman didn't give a fuck. She got on the bus before me because every time I would get on the bus, I would see her there, and she would get off after me. And her bus ride was longer. And I'm sure she had a job. Actually, for a fact, I know she had a job. And I can't get up and go to school? Living rent-free with mom and dad? You really, really, really got to prioritize things. I wish, and I'm still learning, I wish I knew what a blessing was at that moment. To see that, that's that's motivation. Kids are probably old as shit right now. And they're probably smart as fuck. They were taking college-level courses at five years old. Sounds like a free education to me. <laughs> Be some smart-ass kids. Um, but yeah, dude, it's like, I don't know, man. The real world is way more inspirational to me than, than uh, you know, this facade of happiness that we see everyone's highlight reel of of social media you know and i know it sounds weird because that's what i do for a living but i know that it's not real it's hard because i would think things were real i would think instagram is real this is something that i've like really just learned that it's nonsense We intake so much nonsense on a daily basis. Where do, where, where do you, like, our families expect us to go? When the world basically tells us that we're, like, ugly, nobody wants us, unless we, like, have this particular product and we have this. It's like, dude, imagine you just worked on yourself as much as you were on Instagram a day. All of us. We'd be ill. We'd be fire individuals. And we are. But we'd be way iller. We'd be way more fire. We'd be way more litty. And that's straight facts, B. You know what I'm saying? All of this is like where my consciousness goes. Like when I'm doing this transcendental uh, meditation. This is where my head goes. And it's like, dude, like I'm watching the Super Bowl last night. I'm watching the Super Bowl last night and Tom Brady wins his seventh, uh, championship. Actually, someone from my hometown was on the Buccaneers. Shout out Ali Marpet. 
won a Super Bowl. And as soon as the game was done, I was like, none of this matters. You know? I was like, dude, there's, I like, uh, like a part of me, listen, I'm always going to watch football. I love the game, basketball, baseball. I love the games. But as I'm getting older, it's like, dude, like, why do I care about this so much? I'm putting more time into this than I'm putting into myself. Like we, I like the, my priorities are all fucked. And I think as people, our priorities are a little, a little fucked. A little F in the A. Um. I get afraid sometimes that I'm going to oversaturate myself with like wellness shit, you know, like a part of me wants to live like a little bit of like a reckless life, but I can understand at that point that that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. So being able to like have like that trigger within myself to like fully understand what's going on with me and being like, yo, listen, you know, take it easy. This is why we have to check in with ourselves all the time, dude. You have to ground yourself, check in with yourself. Also, since I've been alone, um, you know, I had a I had a panic attack like two days ago. And it was pretty fucking bad. It was pretty bad. And I was here by myself. And it was just me and the dog. And I told myself... I'm going to get through this on my own. Now, you know, put that shit to the test. You want to talk all this shit? All right, I'm going to fuck you up now. And I started to freak out. I started to freak out. My hands got tingly. My feet got tingly. I could, you know that feeling when you breathe and you feel like you could just breathe in forever? I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's what I was feeling. Like it just kept going. And I was like, maybe I could try and fall asleep and I'll be able to get through that. But I'm going to sleep and I'm popping back up. I'm having like these like uh, night terrors kind of. So like now I'm anxious. I'm tired. I'm beat up. And I just grabbed Silvio and I just laid on my back for a while. And I just went to another place. I just went to another place. I acknowledged what was happening to me. I was like, you know what? These feelings are here. This is normal. We've been through this before. We're on our own though right now. So if you're going to pull out any tricks, we got to figure it out right now. And coming out on the other side, being like, damn dude, because your body knows like when you're, when you're through that, when you're through that. And I think a lot of this thinking about being lonely and being by myself led up to this panic attack because I could, feel it's bits and pieces of it. It's like Bruce Banner, you know? Like my finger was turning green. Like I could see the transformation. Like my shirt was getting all fucking ripped up, dude. And I was like, it's coming. I know it's coming. I don't know when, but that shit is going to come and it's going to be a big one. It's like watching a wave. You know what I mean? You're like, oh shit, there's going to be a big one. Let's body surf that. That's what it felt like. So I was like, damn, dude. All right, cool. Let me see if I can rock with this and, and take this on by myself. And I got through it. And a lot of times after panic attacks, like I have like these down moments, like these failure moments where I'm like, yo, listen, dude, like I fucked this up, man. Like I thought this was gone. This is when I really started to realize like this is going to be something that I'm going to deal with for the rest of my life. And that's perfectly okay. Because I'm putting the work in. Put in the work. 
you know, if anyone uh, remembers my Gary V um, uh, Instagrams. You know, I always used to think, like, stuff like that, like uh, Gary V on Instagram was like, you know, like, he's telling this to people that don't know that. So, like, what do you tell people that know that already? You know, like, he's telling people, like, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. Some people know that already. Like, so I used to, like, write him off. And the guy's a, a hustler. You know what I mean? Like, if he's not, like, the smartest dude in the world, he's not. But, like... It's very interesting because it's it's hard to fake that that much. You know, I used to think, like, honestly, I used to think he was, like, a phony, you know? But, like, the more and more I've seen him, like, interacting with people, it's like, you know, I get a different vibe from him now. Maybe because it's because I'm in a different place. But, like, there are some gems out there in this, like, you know, sea of social shit. There are some gems out there. I'll still make fun of them, though, because that shit is hilarious. Put in the work. I just want to see myself differently in... I'm not thinking 10 years from now. I'm not thinking five years from now. I'm talking about tomorrow, bro. I just need, like, one thing to change. I got to do it. We have to do it. What are we going to tell our kids if we can't handle this? It's a scary thing. You know, and a great argument is, listen, I didn't ask to be born. Why do I have to deal with this shit? And it's a good argument. You didn't, but you're here now. And there's a whole fuck ton of people. So what are you... What are you going to do? Sorry, I had the burp. I ate broccoli. What are you going to do now? Nobody cares. Make them care. But the only person that should care is you. That's what helps me get over loneliness. Start caring about yourself, yo. Because sooner or later, people are going to stop caring. You know what I mean? I know, like, sometimes this show could be morbid and, like, there are things, but, like, dude, people come and go, man. They do. It's just it's just the nature of the world. People come and go. We're not here forever. But if you're secure with yourself and you respect yourself, you'll change. Starts in here. Everything. Everything starts in here. And comes out our butt. No, I'm just kidding. Everything starts here. From the microphone that I'm talking into, to the books that you're reading, everything starts in here. I'm pointing to my head for those listening. Three to the dome, mellow style. You know? It's just really, what are you going to do with that? And a lot of the times, I'm like, you know, I have the blessing to be sad. I have the blessing to feel. I have the, I have the blessings to come out of this thing and talk to people about it and be an advocate for it. I never thought I'd be an advocate for shit. It's just the facts. I never thought I would be an advocate for anything. And a lot of times it takes it happening to you to be an advocate. 
So that's why I look up to people who are, are advocates for things that they don't even struggle from. That's why I love talking to Eric a couple of weeks ago. That's very inspirational to me. I just want you to ask yourself, all right, what am I going to do? Where do I go from here? To fight this loneliness, to fight this depression, to fight this sadness. Are you fighting? And if you are, are you fighting hard enough? Ain't no shame in fighting either. Bars. Bars. You know, I love doing this show. I love talking to you guys. I love having this experience where I get to just come on here and vent for 45 minutes to an hour or whatever. And listen, I, I see all the messages, you know, um, I was going to have a patron on, but they actually, they got a little afraid towards film time and I didn't want to stress them. But, um, if you would like to be on the show, shoot me a DM, tell me a little bit about your story. I would love to have you on the show next week. Um, you don't have to be a patron. Um, you know, patrons are first come, first serve. But, you know, I really want to hear someone else's story, you know, whether it has to do with, you know, how I've helped them, how they've helped other people, you know, because as much as I love doing this show, you know, I, I want your input on this show. I want, I want to feel and hear your stories. You guys, if you follow me closely, have heard mine, you know, and and you guys are are what makes this show what it is. It's not it's not me. They could put somebody else in here. They wouldn't be as good as me. But, you know, this is this is where I want to take the show going forward is I want to hear your stories. How we could go through this together. I need to learn from you guys. Just as much as you guys need to learn from me. This is just the facts. So if you would like to be on this show, send me a DM on my Instagram at Danny Priori. Tell me your story. We'll talk for a little bit and we'll get you on the show. I have questions just as much as you do. You know, I think this, what we have here is like, we almost have 11,000 subscribers. Like, Honestly, I never even thought we'd have that much. I'll be honest with you. And to know that I have a responsibility to you guys is is at times going to be stressful. Yeah, but not really. Because it helps me. And you guys need to know that. Like I say on many shows before, you guys are just as, as important as me on this show. But now we're opening the floodgates. Now we're opening the, the conversation. We're, we're talking now. Uh, I've been talking with uh, Drew over at 101 about possibly starting, you know, clubhouse rooms where people can come in. If you're not familiar with the app uh, Clubhouse, go ahead and download it. I'm on there. You could follow me. Um, you know, we're going to start having these talks off air because this is the community that is we're set now. We have a community with this show, and I think it's time that we branch out and start talking to the people on the show. And I want guests on the show. That's what I want. 
and that's what I'm going to start doing. So if I'm having to have a conversation with, with, uh, you know, I, I don't like to use the word fan, but I'm just going to use it for lack of thereof of a fan every week. I don't care. That's what I want. If I'm talking to fucking Kevin Love or David Lynch or LeBron James, that's fucking dope too. But, you know, like I said, DM me, hit me up over uh, on Instagram at com. Go follow the show at 101OTC. Uh, also, let me know how you're doing on your eight-week challenges. I know I'm looking thin, dog. I know I'm looking yoked now. I got delts and shit. I'm still fat. But um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, go over to 101life.com for your health wellness needs whether it be business whether it be financial whether it be health whether it be mental health physical health all kinds of health they got it over there all right i love y'all if you want to join the patreon to get a you know a leg up and coming on the show it's patreon.com slash otc pod and just know that i love you guys i hope you guys have a great rest of your week thank you for everyone that's showing love on the other show the little priori podcast i appreciate that you know what I mean? It's about making things come full circle, making people laugh, and then having a show where we could still laugh and talk about the things that we need to talk about. And it's love. Always love. I love y'all to death. All right? Peace. I'm out. Yeah. Oh, and shout out to uh, Drew. It's his birthday. Yeah! I brought it back. Drop a bomb for Drew. Happy birthday, dog. Corey, I see you. I'm out, Pete.